I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this special, I think, episode of Dr. D's Social Network. I think as many of you know that um, 2020 has been an incredibly trying year on so many levels. And I think it's important to not forget all the things that have happened and look at it as a whole. And as people are suffering and animals suffering through the Australian wildfires, COVID-19, and now with the tremendous amount of protest as a result of the killing of George Floyd. And, you know, as a African-American man, I've really thought about how I want to address this and how I speak about this. And I feel like I could post something on LinkedIn where I spend most of my professional media time and um, which would be fine. But, you know, this platform of a podcast has been very powerful and has been a, a wonderful opportunity to spread a message of goodness and of joy to others and to help others. And I wanna, I wanna use this time to do that. Um, I've had many conflicting feelings, just a mixed bag of feelings about everything that's going on. And the killing of George Floyd, an unarmed man, black man by police was outrageous. It was horrible, just terrible. And if you've listened to uh, my podcast on one of the episodes, I talked with Haley Roberts about the black messianic body. And I really learned about that, especially with an episode on um, a Netflix special called College Behind Bars, where they take uh, prison inmates and into this program at Bard College, give them the opportunity to get tremendous education. And it's primarily African-American and Latino descent based inmates and just watching them become better human beings and critically think and analyze. And in one of the um, episodes, um, one of the inmates, it's just a beautiful person, awesome guy, made mistakes in his life. He's owned up to him and has become so much more intelligent and aware of who he is as a person through these programs. And he talked about the black messianic body and how killings of black people, unarmed black folks, not only affects the family members, obviously it affects the family members of those people who are gone, but affects us as a black race. We are in a very unique position as a people and that when something happens to one of us, we all feel it in a very, very guttural, very deep way. And as I've gotten older, I have felt that pain much more in my life. And, you know, one of my clients asked me, why do you think you feel that? I don't know the answer to that, but in some way it's deeply buried into our DNA of our consciousness of being black. And although it's just skin color, pigmentation, we are all wonderful humans. We can be the greatest of us. Somehow that resonates deeply, all the years of suffering and hurt, it carries on within the generations. And myself, along with many black people, most black people, I'm sure, feeling a lot of outrage and anger and, and difficulty in these times. And I think what we all must do is be careful about how we present that anger. Anger is fine. Anger is an emotion. 
It's part of the portfolio of our emotions of laughter and joy and happiness and sadness. Anger is part of that. How we project and use that anger is very important. Now, I don't condone rioting. I don't condone violence. Violence begets more violence. It creates chaos. Chaos creates more chaos. It creates a spiral of negativity. It pulls people in very difficult directions to make choices when they're backed up against the wall. However, I do understand the rage. I understand the hurt. And so my feelings are very mixed about all these things because on one hand, I am heavily opposed against violence and rioting. But on the other hand, I can understand the rage. I was also in a unique position growing up that as a, in a black family, I grew up in a family that has become more well-to-do. And that is not always the case in our communities. And I'm so proud of my parents who worked incredibly hard to create a great life for my brother and I. And my mother, always there, always strong, always stoic, always pushing forward to make sure that we be good examples of humans first in this life. My father, always a great example of working hard and being diligent and moving up in life, retiring as a full board lieutenant colonel, officer in the United States military, serving his country, a war veteran, a desert storm, has lived through 9-11, was in the building when the plane hit, and he barely got out. Tremendous people. I was fortunate. I recognize how fortunate I am as a black person to have come from amazing black people who defied the trends and the statistics that so often happens with our people. And I don't know where all this is going to lead. You know, is it just this time? What was the tipping point? Was George Floyd's murder the tipping point? I don't know. But I know that our country needs a tremendous amount of healing. And we need all humans of different colors, races, creeds, of different cultures to unite. We need unification. We need unity. We need a beautiful voice. We need to rise incredible leadership in this country that will take the time to understand our plight and the plight of all people of color, to understand our history and to care about us in a way that is deeply heartfelt, that is loving, that is kind, that is beautiful. We need beauty from everyone. And I know Maybe that feels like I'm asking too much. That I'm asking for us to do something that is very difficult for us to do as people, to unite across the entire planet. But we need that. We need your voice. We need your kindness. We need your love. We need your commitment beyond today, beyond just the words that I'm sorry that you have to deal with this. I've never once 
in my life, gotten things that I have received as of late. You know, white friends of mine from all over the planet telling me that they can never understand what it's like to be me. It's the first time in my life I've received anything like that ever. It was shocking, but it was beautiful. It was about time. I remember when I was living in Las Vegas and there in that time there was a rash of, you know, these incidents going on with police brutality and black folks. And I remember my wife coming to me and telling me, please go the speed limit. Go under it. It is difficult out there for you. I don't want you getting pulled over. I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, it is different for someone like me and people of my ethnicity. And I feel that. I definitely feel that. I drive slow because I just don't know what's going to happen if I get pulled over. That's a real feeling that I have. I hate having to feel that way. I hate having to look over my shoulder. I despise having to have a conversation with my little African-American daughter, eight years old, when she tells me, Daddy, why is this happening? It's just a difference in skin color. Why are we so worked up about this? And to have to sit and tell her about what it means and why it's different to be our skin color. And how things in many ways in life can be much more difficult for us and how we behave and how we act and how we conduct ourselves and how we get on time to a meeting and how we do things is going to be judged much differently because of what we look like. And I know there's many of you out there who understand that as well. I've had the great fortune of living all across this planet and breaking bread with people from the Middle East, the Philippines, Malaysia, Europe, all over the United States, people of different colors and cultures and understanding how racism is all over the planet. It's everywhere. It's a deep, dark history. It feels like we should be able to do better than this. It's 2020. But is your vision 2020 when it comes to this? I'm hopeful that this message, my contribution to what's going on this time, will soften some hearts, will ease some tension. Hopefully, it will start some healing. I'm incredibly grateful to be black. It took me a long time growing up to get to that point because it's hard. But I'm proud of my ethnicity. And it's hard sometimes when you feel beat down by the world. I put this in a post one time. It's very difficult to be positive. I didn't mention anything about race related to it, but you better be sure as part of that. We're judged differently. And if you're not us, you don't know that. You don't know that feeling. You don't know that wall you're trying to get over all the time. And I have white friends and people I know say, what can I do? What can I do? Acknowledge us. Study our history. Tell your pastors to talk about our history in church. 
tell your public officials to learn about what we're doing. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing you can do as we all move towards the summer and ultimately move towards the fall in November in all of our elections, get out there and vote. If you want things to change, make your vote your voice. Make a difference. We have that ability. Thank you guys for listening to this. I truly appreciate it. I'm about being positive, caring, loving. Kindness is my mantra. Kindness is what I'm about. I love you guys. I care about you tremendously. I want to be part of a better world. I want to do my part. I want everyone to do their part. God bless you, everyone.